You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 15th, episode 3265, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday morning. Uh, we have a great show planned for you today. We have U.S. Marine Corps veteran Matthew Perella joining us. He took second place in the Mongol Derby and tells us all about it. Plus, he's on this great adventure, and you'll hear that as he's talking to <laughs> us today. Uh, Debbie from Horsemanship Radio is joining us to fill us in on Monty's recent adventure in Brazil. And plus, you know what? For some reason, we keep getting more really bad ads, and we're going to do those in the auditor post show i'm gonna i caught up with a friend at ada and it's all her fault and that's all i'm gonna say you'll have to <laughs> listen in uh but uh we have a lot to do on the show so let's get this started i wanted to remind you that the horse husband's episode is back oh, that's Lord. right Yay! oh no <laughs> the fourth thursday of every month we recorded the first uh, first one, and I am doing it. My new co-host is Rich Muller, who is, uh, who is terrific, and his daughter, you know her as Kayla, who does the uh, rider fitness episodes here every month. And so we got a whole family going here, and Rich is uh, sitting in now as my co-host, and we had a fantastic first guest who I think you're absolutely going to love. Well, not you, because most of the people listening right now are women, and only men are allowed to listen to the horse husband oh, episode. So we but can't listen. Now, no. I would like to say that Rich is an awesome horse dad, but he's also married to a pretty amazing eventing uh, related wife. So he's he's got it on both ends, Glenn. He does, and he wife was a rider himself, daughter. too. He was an yeah, eventer. Yeah, he rides, yeah. too. Yeah. He's a cool guy. And uh, the guest, though, I got to tell you, you're going to love the guest. He... I wish well, I could I don't have re- get to hear it. I, we, so. You're right, but I wish I could have recorded the stories he told us after we stopped recording because, and I could not. But they were fun. Never stop the recorders. Never. <laughs> All right, Just daily tell when them he talked. Have some auditors with birthdays this weekend: Connor Joseph, Debbie Payne, uh, Joanna Stepka. So happy birthday to all of you! We hope you have a wonderful weekend. My daily winnie goes out to all of you who are considering selling something that you own that has is related to horses. So, you know, you've got the spare bits, never sell an old bit. You've got the spare, whatever, whatever it is with horses, never sell it because the moment you sell it, 
you're going to need it. And I'm talking about the fact that you guys know I bought, I bought this really cool, awesome round pin with like solid wall panels so it could block the wind a little bit bigger so I could ride in it more comfortably. It's great. I love it. However, I needed a, another, another one. And I just sold mine. The, the one that I used to have, I sold. And then I'm like, immediately need another one for, a, so like if it rains a lot, my one with the awesome solid walls fills up with water. And I, so I've been getting quotes to get covered. So you have in. a pool in your backyard. <laughs> so I have a pool and, and to get a cover on it is about $9 million. Yeah. So can't do that because apparently they have to engineer it extreme because of Oklahoma wind. So like that. And so I've got to get another round pin to put in my arena, which dries fairly easily and quickly. And I'm like, why did I sell my last round? pin? you know why I sold it? My husband told me to sell it. Well, you can, you don't need the one anymore. You can just sell it. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I don't really need it anymore. And then I need it again. And I told you, so I shouldn't sell anything. <laughs> Never sell anything. Just keep everything forever ever <laughs> okay hoarder <laughs> so anyway i got my i had to buy another round pin and i got to deliver this morning i'm running a little bit i was running a little late i was like glad i'm gonna be late because i'm unloading a panel and the like you know morning sunrise <laughs> trying to get and i only i, I was telling god i'm only bleeding from one spot trying to get this thing that off that was pretty good truck. actually you yeah, know, yeah yeah only one bloody spot it's fine <laughs> It's fine. Never sell anything. Never sell anything. <laughs> I have one of these. We haven't done one of these yet this week. Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> oh, it seems like we have to do one of these at least once a month, and that's a California man was arrested this week after he was discovered to be driving under the influence, but he was not driving his car. He was driving his horse with an open container of alcohol. So the police pulled him over in a very slow speed chase, and discovered that he was very, very intoxicated. Now, I thought this would be a Norco because they're, they're known from riding to the bar and then riding home from the bar, but it was in Merced, California. Look that up and see if that is near Norco because I'm kind of, I'm just guessing it is. Um, but yeah, he was carrying a container and they determined he was impaired by alcohol, so they arrested him. Now, it does say that in the California Vehicle Code states every person riding or driving an animal upon a highway has all the rights and is subject to all the duties applicable to the driver of a vehicle. So that's how they're able to arrest you for riding drunk. Now, uh, Merced County is actually north of Fresno. So it's kind of a, oh. no, way north of, oh. of uh, Norco. So don't blame the Norco drunks, okay? <laughs> it's a different group of drunks. <laughs> that's up in wine country. Maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, they did want to clarify in the article that Officer Brackett reportedly displayed true compassion and ensured the return of the horse to its home after the arrest. So okay, I don't think so the horse went to the jail. Horse, no. <laughs> is on the side of the road yeah. it's not like you can have it towed yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly you know they probably see a drunk rider and they go oh this is gonna be such a hassle i gotta Here deal with the go. rider i gotta deal with the horse i gotta deal with all the crap all these reports and then it peters after me you know i'm sure it's not their favorite thing to do but 
But anyway, you there's know, our honestly, loser of the week. I didn't really think that this was a oh, pathetic loser. So I was waiting for something more. I think I'm trained with the weird news that there's always like something even extra. It's just a drunk guy riding a horse being <laughs> yeah, an idiot. Yeah, we haven't had one in a while, though. So I thought I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> we usually have them more often. Uh, I, I was waiting for the alien abduction that happened <laughs> once a police officer. Like, you know what? I'm weird news. Uh, my brain is fogged because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer's right now. She just reported in. She's right now out at the uh, at the land the property which we've had named uh, over two acres uh over two acres ranch that's what we've named it because we kind of like the uh we kind of like the, the ranches are supposed to be super large uh, and or it's called a farm in here you don't call it a ranch unless it's really big so we kind of like that it's it's going against the grain there uh, but she's so out your there your name of your farm is over two, two acres, acres ranch that's what, okay. That's what she likes. So that's how many we're going acres with. is it? It's five. Okay, so it uh, so, is over two. And part that's of the good. over two acres is is we swore after we sold our last farm we would never have anything over two acres again. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. There we go. That's why. Now that's, it makes sense. That's why it, got, it kind of has a name. But old Zach's out there still doing his thing. Everybody, you know how I said everybody needs a Zach. Well, everybody truly does need Zach because Zach was out there helping her with stuff this morning, telling her about this. He's got the property almost cleared out, ready to plant seed. God, we all need a Zach in our lives. <laughs> just he's just a good good old boy who knows everybody and everything. And uh, so we definitely need a Zach, but we're making progress. So things are happening out at over two acres ranch. But now we're gonna we're gonna take a break for Kentucky Performance Products, and we're gonna come back with our first guest, Matt Perella. He just uh, finished second in the Mongol Derby, but that's only one of the many amazing things he's doing. It's not even the story here. No, it isn't. It's not even the story. It's part of the story. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm super well. I'm riding my horse right now on Highway 78 East uh, in Alabama, and we should be into Georgia by the end of the day. Tell us why you're doing that. Well, we're killing two birds with one stone here. The original idea was to uh, ride across the country and raise awareness to build the Righteous Life Rescue Ranch, which is a horse and dog rescue to help veterans with PTSD through equine therapy and uh, turning uh, rescue dogs into service dogs and donating them for free. And my competitive side said, hey, while I'm doing that, why don't I go and attempt to set a new world record by crossing the country the fastest on one horse? And in the middle of that, why don't I just go do a race in Mongolia? Exactly. You know, as <laughs> if this challenge wasn't hard enough with 3,000 miles, I figured I'd go add another 650 is and your, nine days on. Is your butt just one big blister by this point? <laughs> well, thankfully, I've got a nice big... Um, memory foam pillow on top of my saddle so thankfully that is saving me right now 
So was the Mongol Derby, you came in second, uh, was the Mongol Derby easy compared to this riding across the country? No, the Mongol Derby was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, working with those horses was unbelievable. I mean, they're feisty. You never knew what was going to happen with them. Uh, when you jump on those horses, they take off full gallop. And I don't care how strong you are there. You can't stop them and you can't turn their heads. You can kind of get them going in the direction you want by bumping them over. But for the most part, if you need to go hard right, hard left, that ain't happening. They're, they're in the mind of their own when they get in that gallop. And my goodness, they are fast. I had about maybe about 12 to 15 of the 30 horses that I rode that legit galloped and cantered me for the 18 to 20 miles for the leg. And they didn't stop, whether it was up a massive mountain, down the massive mountain, over chunky rock. They didn't care. They were machines. Like no other horses I've ever seen that just had that kind of endurance and heart to just go. Very impressive. We fought fear or, uh, <laughs> or, anger. or self-preservation, apparently. Either. Self-preservation, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've, we followed the, we as we do every year, we followed the Mongol Derby. And so we followed you and you were right behind Judith and Linda the whole time or right around them yes. the whole time. And then at the very end, did I read that your last pony wasn't a joy either? Uh, my last horse was actually... He was a, he was a blessing. My last two horses I got blessed with that if I didn't have those horses I would not have got second place. When I woke up on day 9, I was in fifth place and I had accepted fifth place when I started and um my last two horses were just like those machines I just talked about where they galloped and cantered me the entire leg and were the exact horses that I needed to get to that second place. Uh, up until day four, I was in first place, and then day four, everything fell apart for me, and I went from first place to 16th place in a matter of moments, and uh, then I had to just fight my way back up to second place. It was it was grueling. I got two fractured ribs, fractured clavicle, and I had to ride like that for many days. Oh, okay, oh so with God. all of that, then you come home and you get back on a horse to ride across the country? Yes, sir. I, I had double the distance to, to go on my horse, Buck, versus the Mongol Derby. When we when we got back, uh, we had to go start from McKinney, Texas, and ride all the way to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, which was 1,300 miles. So it was double the distance of the Mongol Derby. <laughs> you are a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, so, um, so what was the hardest part? We always ask, what was the hardest part for you of the Derby? The hardest part was I went to win uh, my competitive side. Um, I went to win and there's so much that's out of your control. And when, you know, a control freak like me that really is competitive and really wanted to win that race, when things started happening that were completely out of my control, it was really like frustrating and really disheartening when you just see your, your first place just going further and further away. And really having to just, you know, dig deep and not quit. I almost wanted to quit and just like kind of relax and just, you know, take a step back. But then I said, no, I'm here. Paid a lot of money to be here. So I am not going to quit and I'm going to ride my heart out. And it took a lot of determination to keep that mentality going. Um, and I would have to say that that was the hardest part was to just keep going no matter 
how much I saw my first place going further and further away. I want to talk about real quick the the you're on these horses and you're in fifth place and you've got to get you you're you're heading up to second. Are you flying by other people as you're galloping on these these ponies that are just little machines? Are you like, hey, how's it going? Bye. <laughs> like, or are you on different paths? Well, you can choose different paths. So when I was in fifth place, you know, there was only a couple riders ahead of me. So I wasn't flying by those guys, but when I was in 16th place, catching up to fifth place, yes, I was flying by other riders um, because oh I was mixing with the with the with the, with the general herd, you know. Um, but um, uh, Omar and uh, and uh, Xavier, you know, we the the two of us, the three of us, we were battling for that third place, uh, just left and right. You know, I'd get to the station first, and then. I'd make a, a wrong navigation and then Xavier would go ahead of me and I'd then he'd be first out of the next station and then he'd make a navigation error. And then I'd be going ahead of him, you know, Judith and uh, Linda had, when I started day nine, uh, Linda had hours, hours ahead of me. Uh, day eight, she was like six hours ahead of me. And then Judith was like four hours ahead of me on day eight. And then just by the grace of God, um, I got those two horses that just, and I made the absolute perfect navigation choices that day where some people made the wrong navigation choices and it really helped me out. Plus Linda getting her horse stuck in the bog, uh, really helped me out for catching up to her because that ate up probably about an hour of her time. I know that the, uh, our friends over at the Mongol Derby credited your navigation with, with re- really, they credited your navigation skills as being the thing that brought you up to the front. Yes. Uh, and, you know, at, at the beginning, I was making a lot of mistakes. Um, it was really hard to read on that GPS. There was, you'd think there was a road there that you'd see and you'd get there and there's no road. And then, uh, you know, as you're going, uh, a road that's uh, not on the GPS uh, just appears and then you're like, Oh, well, which way do I go? You know? And I didn't really know how to read the topography very well. So I was making a lot of errors at the beginning. Uh, Cause if you zoom out too far, you know, you can pass your turn really easily. And I did that a couple times and it really bit me in the butt. Um, thank goodness for this one horse, number 47. I'll never forget this horse where I took a wrong turn and I had to take this horse up some of the most treacherous, steep mountain down this steep mountain with shale rock and this horse was a just a godsend and he took it all and he got me actually to the next checkpoint first even though i had to take this crazy detour and that was all because of my navigation error Hmm. how about buck you're riding buck right now across the country tell us about buck Buck is the most amazing horse in the world. And I'm not just saying that because he's my horse. This horse and I have ridden 6,400 miles in a year and a half across this country, raising awareness to people. And I cannot tell you the amount of souls this horse has saved along the way just from being on the side of the road. It's the most perfect testament to what we're doing for equine therapy, where I have many people just touching him. So we've gone through a lot of major cities and ton of people want to touch him and, and interact with him and i'm all for it because it's instant equine therapy right on the sidewalks 
Um, people cry. I have so many people crying on, on camera just from touching them for 10 seconds. And, wow. you know, the endurance of this horse, we're doing minimum 30 miles every single day. And this horse can do it like no problem. Before we stopped, um, just after July 4th, he had got a stone bruise uh, because McKinney, Texas was just the, the roads were just so littered with these big chunky pieces of gravel. Um, you know, it was inevitable. It was just, he got a stone bruise, but we were doing 45, 50 miles a day. And uh, now that we're, he's a quarter horse, he's a buckskin quarter horse. He's 17 years old, um, which, you know, goes even to show how much more impressive that this horse is that he's 17 and he's doing this and just rocking it out, you know, at 17. I yeah, but you- see, uh, you have to give yourself a lot of that credit too, because he's not doing this for him. He's doing this for you. He sure is. We are the three amigos. My ho- my dog is not uh, Rafe, my service dog. He's not walking this phase. But last year, when we were crossing the country from East Coast to West Coast, my dog walked 3,000 miles next to us from Delaware to two-thirds of the way through Missouri. But we were kind of like all over the place following the American Discovery Trail, which kind of wasn't a straight line. It was like up and down, left and right. It was kind of all over the place. So he walked 3,000 miles last year. Um, and you know, yeah, it's just the, the, the two of these animals are just incredible. And we are, we have such an amazing bond together, um, that, you know, we, we save each other's lives every day. It's absolutely incredible. And my animals are the inspiration behind me starting the righteous life rescue ranch because they put it in my head that horses need to be rescued. Dogs need to be rescued. Uh oh, are you still there? Um, so you know, much... are you still there? Oh, we lost you for a minute. Yeah. Oh, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay, good. I thought you got hit by a car. I was like, she was oh, just God. saying how wonderful they were, and then you're gone. Oh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> don't do that to thing. us. Here's the thing, Glenn. Oh, there's sorry. so many things to kind of unpack with him because there's the. You know, you have quite the story with you dealing with your post-traumatic stress and your dog that was this incredibly challenging animal that was going to be euthanized because he was such a biter. And here he is, like your best friend, making a way across the country. You've got this amazing horse. You're starting a rescue. You rode the Muggle Derby. We could talk to you every day for a month. (laughs) <laughs> well hey let's set up a time every morning i'd be happy to yeah he's got you nothing know, else to really, do but talk to us right <laughs> yeah you know i mean i just uh really hope that you know to give hope to others out there that life could be better and uh there's so many horses and dogs out there that need a home and can really do a lot of good for the people that are struggling so where you know, it's just it's, so wh- where's the ranch the ranch is going to be in Asheville, North Carolina, and I strategically picked that place because I can be operational awesome. 12 months a year there. Yeah, it's so beautiful. You got the mountain scene there, beautiful rivers running all year round, beautiful green pastures, and you know the key is just to be operational 12 months a year. I need that place to be available for veterans to come any time of the year to clear their heads, uh, and it's going to be free for veterans to come do trail rides, learn how to ride horses, walk the land. Uh, see the herd, you know, just to be a safe haven for them. So it, it has to be open 12 months a year. Not only that, Asheville's a cool town. Uh, there's more breweries in Asheville than any other town in America. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a great town. It's a good food town, yes. too. Yeah. 
Well, this is all very cool. Congratulations on everything you're doing. And where can where can our listeners find out more about the ranch and and your your obviously donate if they w- would like to as well. That's a very good question. Thank you for asking that. Uh, people can log on to the the ranch website by going to the rlrr.org short for the righteous life rescue ranch the rlrr.org or you can also follow along our journey at at the three amigos 2022 on instagram or you can look my name up on facebook which i also post to daily uh, so a couple of things yep yeah, we'll or you can just search my name up. on google and uh, a lot of news newscasts will come up and tell us a lot about uh it has a lot of those links on there as well and we'll put all those links in our show notes, so all you have to do is uh, scroll on your phone, and you'll find all of those links right there. You have a terrific website, too. So, um, Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. You be safe out there. Uh, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for the time and sharing our story. It means the world. All right. Thanks, all right, Matt. We'll call you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> As horse owners, we spend a lot of time on the road. Let U.S. Rider help keep you covered. Our equestrian motor plan offers fast, reliable, nationwide service from our highly trained roadside assistance team. 24-7 coverage for both you and your horse. Membership includes horse trailer servicing, towing, flat tire repair, even on dual wheels, battery assistance, and lockout service on any vehicle in your plan. We also have your equine companions covered with referrals for emergency vet services, barrier referrals, and emergency stabling assistance. Get peace of mind on the road for you and your horse. Join U.S. Rider today. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, One of my favorite people is coming on the show next. It is the host of Horsemanship Radio. We are highlighting her podcast in Telefriend September. Please welcome Debbie Lauchs. Aw, thank you. You're so kind. You're so kind. It's so good to talk to you guys. These are the two favorite people that got me into this problem right here. (laughs) And Glenn, actually, I think Glenn got me into the problem and then Jamie sort of cemented it in. Jamie's an enabler. I love you guys. Yeah, totally, (laughs) totally. Well, for anybody who hasn't heard, because we're promoting your podcast, tell everybody about Horsemanship Radio. Well, everything about Horsemanship Radio. I feel like I'm just the luckiest person on the network because Horsemanship Radio is um, not, you know, stuck in one little niche. Not that that's a bad thing. I, you know, I love all the other shows. Um, They tend to have a direction though, right? I don't have to. (laughs) Great. Because we have, we have all kinds of shows on here. I mean, I could give you a rundown just right now. Like we just put up in August, uh, a roundtable, 300 years of horsemanship. We have Aton Beth Alchemy, we have Richard Winters, we have Dr. Robert Miller, Tom Spaulding, Monty Roberts. You know, that was one episode, okay? Wow. <laughs> then we have, um, so what is it about? It's it's about horsemanship, sorry. It's not a misnomer, it, it's just broad. And we really love to talk about the direction that good horsemanship is taking. I think when Glenn asked me, you know, it's been 10 years we've been doing this? No way. Yeah. 
uh, I think he tried. He tried it about eleven. I years tried ago, about it thirteen years ago and didn't have any luck. <laughs> I think at the WAG maybe or something, but it was really fun. But uh, you know, convince me when you know you start thinking about all the different people you know or the people you want to know. <laughs> that was a cool thing too. It's like, oh my gosh, I always wanted to ask this guy this question or talk about his direction that way or her, you know, philosophies on and, um, you know, and, and stories and all that too. So it, it is a bit of a narrative, but it's also drilled down. So let's see some other episodes that I was going to mention. Okay. So that was 238. We got 239 coming out that I want to talk to you about in a second here, but on 237, we have um, Dad working out head shy horse and talking all about that. It was it's an incredible thing where this um, starting gate horse, the thoroughbred racehorse, that she's a daughter of Nyquist, is a Kentucky Derby winner, and um, I probably shouldn't mention her name, but that's okay. She's struggling to get into the starting gate a lot, and uh, turns out she's really head shy too. Let's just not extrapolate what happened there. So um, <laughs> that episode is great and then 236 we have kansas carradine you know the carradine family you guys you know the famous uh, kung fu and uh, i mean they've just been on oh yeah things. yeah what was his yeah, name um, um david carradine david, david there you go that's yeah, it yep. and there's keith and you know there's it's a whole family of talent and kansas lovely i love that name kansas is a you know she's the she rides on the backs of horses she flies on the backs of horses she's not only got a really interesting story because she grew up in the saddle but she also has made it kind of her own with hollywood movies that she's done and everything else so she's fascinating and she's bringing her two daughters up in the trick riding too and um and then we talked about this new track that it can come out from I do talk to Engelberg um you know it's that very difficult name to say the research scientists in equine businesses and they come up with all kinds of scientific breakthroughs well they created just for us free open source relax tracks which is music that calms the horses you play in the barn which is much better than our mariachi music frankly <laughs> really nice out here. and then we had um, before that we had um, by the same people what to expect in a lameness exam so and and a gated horses basics so horsemanship radio is like that it's like i get to make all these friends um in all these different aspects, I guess, of the equine industry. Um, but mostly it's what is fair to the horse. You know, it's about fairness and optimum health and happiness of the horse. Mm-hmm. You can get a feel just from just the last three or four episodes are so there's a uh, horse's so bit fitting. Yeah. yeah, so different, but kind of our same theme and goal. Um, I love having on somebody like Adam Black Horsemanship. He's won the the um, contests all across the like f- from Virginia to Ohio on starting uh, wild mustangs or the Appalachian mustangs they call them. Um, and yeah, Sylvia Zerbini, who was the headliner I think for the last couple of years at the uh, Briarfest, mm-hmm. uh, that's now live again too, live and online. You know, and then we do pull every once in a while from uh, an older one. I'll pull one episode that that dovetails with another episode, and we have the origins of team pinning that came out in May, and it's so fascinating because Dad was over in Italy. 
year, oh, five, five or six years ago or something. And they were telling him all about this wonderful event. We also saw this in Brazil called team pinning. And he went, no, no, no. We invented that like in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, all, all these amazing guests and all these things that you guys have. But I will tell you that your dad, Monty Roberts, being uh, pretty much on almost every episode is probably my favorite part. But one of the episodes that I loved and I could just see him sitting there doing it. He talked about his bit that he um, designed and came up with and how it works in the horse's mouth. And I could, you could hear the bit squeaking in his hands as he was like <laughs> manipulating it. And it, the audio picked up on it. And it was just like such a cool, pure moment that just sitting with your dad while he's just going through something like that. I mean, that's my favorite one and things like that, where he just sits down and just explain something and yeah. i think and that episode cost jamie about a thousand dollars in bits actually <laughs> oh yeah no 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 there's a there's a thing like, <laughs> sold a million yeah. is what i do whenever i go to flag is up i fill a suitcase full of bits and come she home did with the them. last time i was there <laughs> every yeah. time glenn every time because i sell them to the people that train that get horses from me or adopt horses or train horses because it's just the greatest bit and the horse's really accept it and then i'm just i just so you know what is really weird about it is going through security with a suitcase oh yeah <laughs> yeah they, they love look that. like weapons <laughs> yeah. we should explain it's just a simple snaffle bit egg butt um black iron sweet iron with uh with of course stainless on the outside and the rings you know and it's just a really simple thing but he he just sat there and thought what are all my favorite things over you know 70 years of um, dealing with horses at the time. So we've now had that snaffle available for, oh, it might be 20 years now. And it has a little logo on it. It's so awesome. I love that bit. And and I use, and there's a different sizes. And then like, you know, every once in a while you're out of size and I'm like, buy more, I need more. You know? So it, it glints all. Yeah. I, I buy lots of the bits, but then I get to share them with people who get these horses. So that's my favorite. Now, one of the things I also wanted to talk to you about, because you and I could talk for hours and bore everybody to tears. Um, Tell me about your dad's recent trip to Brazil. You guys all went down to Brazil. It's so cool. I haven't seen you guys literally since last June, the movement. Uh, We can talk about that too. I'll throw the dates out for this year's the movement too. But um, yeah, I think we knew at the time because wasn't he starting to do his push-ups then? Yeah, he yeah, was he, he was getting ready. We knew about Brazil. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, we knew about it. You talk he had talked about it because Faldo was there and and everything. So talk, yeah. talked about promoting it a little bit. So there's these two advanced students, and now um, Baldo is an instructor, Franco, who are from Brazil. And it's a crazy story. You have to go back to the interview with that one that I have in, the, in not too long ago, maybe a year ago. There's an interview about his story. But basically, his family, both his wife, Bia, who's an advanced student here, and Valdo, are um, their parents. It's a generational board of people that put this, this, they call it a rodeo, but I would call it more like an equestrian event. It's more like an equitana. It's just huge. And um, they they brought those guys, the representatives here, when they were on a, a U.S. tour of different um, events because they were study different events. It's been going on for, I think, 
at least 30 years they've had it, maybe 50. Anyway, they improve every year and it's huge. It's on 500 acres. They have 50,000 people in the stadium. I mean, there's nothing like it in the world that we can figure out. And, um, and everybody is very agriculturally based. It's five hours north of Sao Paulo. So it really kind of is in the heart of agricultural land, tropical. They grow a lot of sugar cane and it's just beautiful. That red volcanic soil. It's a beautiful area. So anyway, uh, dad was booked to go down there. And uh, they said, oh, airline tickets for everybody. And that was Denise Heinlein from Germany, uh, our advanced instructor. And that was Valdo and Bia, of course, are down there. They live down there. We had Claudia Millman, who's also another Brazilian who's living in San Diego. She came down to help. But we also had um, uh, Monty, Pat, Tom, Debbie. <laughs> so mm-hmm. All of us got on a plane and went down there. And it was the most incredible experience. I think mostly because people were so fascinated by the actual um, horsemanship itself, which I was so honored that they were so interested. Literally on the evening that he did his biggest demonstration in front of, it was over 30,000 people at nine o'clock at night. Wow. By the way, they, they party till two, three, four or five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Bands are going all night till sunup. And um, so at nine, it was still a little early. So they had over 30,000. And you can't keep 30,000 Brazilians quiet in a round pen. This horse was so wild that dad kept a little bit of line on at the bottom of the halter just in case he needed to kind of grab at a line or something. Horse was completely wild. And now you put him in a huge stadium with light scrolling and it's unbelievably loud. And so um, Valdo did the translation. He did a wonderful job and um, it went miraculously. I'll say that because it wasn't perfect. (laughs) But but if it was perfect, nobody probably really believe it. So miraculously, because we hired a saddle bronc rider that was in the PBR side of the rodeo side, a really talented rider, of course, and he got bucked off promptly. (laughs) Oh, really? Yep. Did he make the eight seconds? The buzzer go? No, no, no. it was two and a half, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was bad. And uh, yeah, and so dad backed it off. He put him back outside, put a mannequin rider up, a really goofy looking mannequin rider. We've been working on all uh, this team of us down there. And um, and then um, put the mannequin rider on, bucked with the mannequin rider. And like, we've got 60 minutes. That's it. And they got to get the round pin in and out for the next, uh, you know, event coming on. So um, I'm sweating a little bit and it starts to rain. No way. It starts to rain and this is open. And so um, I'm like, how could this go worse? I don't know. (laughs) And, and, and the crowd starts crawling up the stairs, you know, and everything, but they're still fascinated. And what I didn't know is they were hiding under the eaves at the top of the thing and all crowded in there so they could keep watching like 30,000 people tucked up under little beehives in there. And then, um, so he goes, back to work with the mannequin rider the horse just starts to chill out gets another join up in there takes the mannequin says to the saddle bronc rider you want to have another go who hadn't run away yet which was good and um he said yeah you you know it and this horse went just so sweet and so calm and then he did a little you almost have to listen to the video it's actually up on our youtube now and money channel is another resource for people and um 
the the whole crowd as he takes the saddle off and everything and then walks away from the horse the horse just follows him right behind and the whole crowd just was into it just totally into it and they just went oh you know and then valdo goes like happy hands don't clap don't clap <laughs> yeah that's the worst is right when they that you know the horse runs over you then when everybody claps so <laughs> and, and what the thing is about this is brazil and and i know this because of working with a lot of the Brazilian instructors that we now have in Brazil is notoriously incredibly violent in yes. their breaking of horses. So to see such a beautiful moment in less than an hour and see the reaction of the horse after, I bet that changed a lot of lives. Really, I am sure because after that, um, it, dad was already kind of a rock star. They had been promoting him quite a bit, you know, because they're bringing him down there. So he's going to be a, a headliner. But after that, we couldn't go anywhere without people queuing oh. up to sign things. And oh. I mean, literally talking about driving back to Sao Paulo, every gas station we stopped at, his five hour drive, every gas station we stopped at and everything, people were queuing up to, to oh, get his, that's so his cool autograph. for him too. We, yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it's it's the acceptance is what's cool. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing because dad was really afraid he might be criticized for coming down there and criticizing them, yeah. <laughs> you know, over the years saying you don't have to do it that way. And it's very much a traditional Latino machismo culture, but it's changing. The vet students are women now. You know, you're finding women uh, get, creeping into the equestrian. Because before then, they were told they're not big enough and strong enough. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now they know they can be big enough That's and strong awesome. enough to do that. Yeah, Yay, good cool. for you guys. Yay. That's very Yay. cool. Is it, it's on Monty Roberts University or just YouTube. Just search for Monty Roberts and you can watch it there. The most immediate would be the YouTube. Yeah, because they put up and, and I'm, I'll double check that I'm right about that. But I know they sent us the video and the link so um, so that we could play it back. And there, yeah, there was so many good things. I'll, I'll keep putting stuff up on Facebook too, little clips of uh, the video just so you can hear the crowd. You know, it's so loud. And, um, and oh, and he did his 88 push-ups at the end. That was my full circle there. So oh when you God. saw him practicing, he wanted to do 88 push-ups at the end of this thing for, for the 88 years that he is old. And the cool thing about Brazil is they very much honor age. You could really see it's such a respect for the guys with gray hair. You know, wow. it was really nice. So for dad to do 88 push-ups, it was like jaw slack, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty, pretty dark. All right. I, after our previous guest and the, now this, I am really feeling like a schmuck. And uh, You are. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get into it, Glenn. Gotta, I don't know about 88 push-ups, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. And my mom was out there counting with him like, you know, 78, 79. <laughs> because... So- yeah. What would have been impressive is she sat on his back. Yeah. Come on. Oh, she's <laughs> next <stood> time. <laughs> but there is a cute, we have a cute photo because we got the backstage pass kind of thing. We got to sit up on the stage the whole time, back behind the shoots with, with the bull riding and the whole, and it was just incredible. And at one point there was only one chair and there was usually two chairs that they had out waiting for them to sit on. And um, that's what I mean about honoring age. They're just constantly, you know, being careful and, and, um, so mom had to sit in his lap. 
the whole time. It was Aww, just a- <laughs> so romantic. Well, yeah, they've De- only been married 67 years. So Debbie, we are running out of time, but okay. I'm glad to hear he had a good trip. I know it was his first trip in a while, so um, uh, we're glad mm-hmm. to hear that went so well. And I do understand from our conversation yesterday, Jamie would have starved to death because I don't think you saw a vegetable the entire time. You cannot be a vegetarian <laughs> or vegan down there. I'm detoxing is what I told you yesterday. <laughs> Steak and brisket is pretty much yeah, breakfast, lunch, sweats. and dinner. <laughs> so. Exactly. I want people to listen to episode 239 on Horsemanship Radio, please, because okay. I have a wonderful interview with a Felipe. His is... Um, Name is difficult, but he did the Long Rider movie and they were shooting the movie while we were there with a famous Brazilian actor. But the real guy we got to sit down with for for episode 239 and um He's just, he's infamous down there. He retraced the steps of Ames Shipley, who in 1923 went up to Washington from uh, the Brazilian area of Sao Paulo. And um, this guy goes from Canada all the way down to Bajetos Rodia, where we were. And he encounters drug lords and uh, one horse is hit by a truck and recovers, but he has to stay. It's just the most incredible story. It makes Unbranded seem like, you know, a bunch of college kids, which I guess it is. (laughs) It really was, actually, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, it's Horsemanship Radio. You can find it on any of your podcast players. We're at horsemanshipradio.com. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you. You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like Cowgirls and Ridiculous Ranches, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from BailRacing.com and Horse and Rider On Demand. Whether you're ready to relax with your favorite series, binge-watch competition footage, or train with a world champion, subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit RideTVGo.tv to subscribe. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right, it is time for really bad ads that time of the week, and listeners submit ads either from Craigslist and face or Facebook, and we have a lot of fun with them. Uh, and this is sponsored by Horselovers.com, home for everything you need for you and your horse. I do not have the new prizes yet, so we gave away the prizes last week, and I'm waiting for the new prizes, but anybody that entered today or sent in submissions are counted toward the next batch of prizes, so no, don't oh. fear. Don't worry. I would like to just make mention real quick uh, because I've been getting a couple questions about it. That song that we play oh, yeah. for this segment is a guy named Dan Roberts, and he is a musician. He actually wrote Beaches of Cheyenne, the, which is the Garth Brooks hit. Um, but Dan Roberts and his website used to be Old Boots Music, but I don't even I don't think, think that's a website anymore. anymore. Yeah. So we j- haven't his talked name to Dan, Dan in 10 years, probably. 
It's it's been a while, but we still use him, and I feel like he deserves credit every once in a while for writing that song. He didn't write it for us; they just we stole it. Yeah, <laughs> with his permission, we stole with it. With his permission, <laughs> it's probably his the most that's ever been played is on this show every week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, someday remind me uh, on a Friday before we do really bad ads, and we'll play the whole thing. So you get to hear the whole song. I know, I love it. Yeah. All right, let's start uh, by saying that we don't get to everybody every week. Oh. Jennifer wanted me to remind you, too, if you're doing a Craigslist ad, do a screenshot of it and send the screenshot, because by the time she gets to the link, sometimes the ads are down. So screen, And same with Facebook, she says, because sometimes people take the ads down when the horse is sold or not sold. So she said, screenshots are a wonderful thing. Uh, we will not get to the following peoples, but you are included in the prize drawing. Olivia, Steph, uh, Christina, uh, Margaret, Beth, Brooke, and Beverly. A lot of bees. All right. Well, first one comes from Kaylin here. And this is, it looks like a Craigslist ad. And it's called Gated Marin Cult. $2,500 in Bunston. Where is Bunston? I'll look that up. up. I have no idea. (laughs) Red, oh, there's no punctuation. I hate you. Red Roan Mare and Bay. Colt Mare broke to Colt Mare. Red Roan Mare and Bay Colt Mare broke to ride, but has some issues. The Colt is half Peruvian. The mare could be a good kid's horse cuz, C-U-Z. She's gentle and sweet and just need some TLC just been used for a broodmare for the last three years, but I need to cut back. Well, I think this will explain why that ad was so bad. Bunston is in Cooper County, Missouri, and has a population of 335. And I'm guessing they only have a school up to sixth grade. That'd be my guess. (laughs) Sorry if you're from Bunston. If you are, you, well, you probably wrote the ad. (laughs) Yes. Send your hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. <laughs> and we went from Caitlin to Caitlin. So Caitlin sent this one in. Uh, she did do a screenshot. Oh, uh, it's the comment. Oh, this one's pretty good. ISO gelding or weanling yearling colt under 10 years old. Got that? We're looking okay. for a weanling yearling colt that's under 10 years old. I don't have any of those. All my weanlings are over, over 10, 10, but I can't help. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll be a companion to my AQHA colt and potentially driven in the future. Not looking for show or breeding quality. Doesn't need to have papers or be started or broke. Just handled, friendly, tie, pickup feet, etc. Grays only. Well, there's a request you don't get too often. Within 500 miles of Arizona, isn't that doesn't that accommodate about 10 states? Um, 500 miles of Arizona, <laughs> unless Pretty you much the western half of the U.S. is yeah. totally fine. Yes. Uh, unless you offer cheap transport, two oh. star 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 budget, exceptional experienced home with lots of references, and then the comment was. You want a weanling under 10 years old? <laughs> there you go. When do weanlings <laughs> stop being weanlings? At when they become a yearling? Is that when they're when they're weaned? When they're weaned. <laughs> <laughs> when they turn to a year and they become a yearling. And then they become a two-year-old and a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big gap there. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Emily says, uh, oh, so Emily sent this one in and it is. She lives in Alaska ser- too. She lives in Alaska. Yeah. Serious inquiries only, please. He's a cool mammoth Jack. 
13, easy to handle. I've sat on him. Two other people sat on him. <laughs> that makes him Alaska green bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've sat on him. Two other people sat on him. He's Alaska green bro. So three people who sit on him, he's Alaska green bro, but two, not quite yet. Two, not yet. You got to get that third up there. <laughs> Zeke is really, really is awesome. Super loud. Super loud. Perfect for those whom a rooster is just not enough. <laughs> for those who just want a little extra zing in their morning, their mid-morning, their noon, their afternoon, mid-afternoon, evening, and late evening, and midnight actual 24 seven possibilities here. He is the best, better than a foghorn or a train, especially when it's cold and it echoes on the ice. <laughs> why are you selling him? You may ask. I don't even know why I got him. So I can't even. Ex- <laughs> I don't even know why I got him. So I can't exactly answer why I'm selling him. I might even change my mind. <laughs> Emily, that was the best ad in a month. Or maybe all year. Oh my God. I love it. I don't want him, but I love the ad. (laughs) Jennifer was talking about, we talked about when we move up to the, when we move up to over two acres ranch, about getting a third. Maybe, uh, you know, so she has something to ride because, you know, her horse is always lame um, and doing something to himself. And she talked about getting a mule, but I'm not allowing her to have this one. It's a mammoth, though. I mean, this Sounds is a very huge loud dude. It's awesome. You got to live in the middle of nowhere to own this one. Uh, Katie sent this one in. Okay, this one, the comments are what really makes this sad. And I don't even know how to really describe it. It's horses in New York, Pennsylvania, and surrounding states. That's a 500 mile radius, too. Um, the ad says A S S A S M, capital W, capital W, W W E, E. W Ew. That's right. S-S-M-W-W-W-E. Now, here's the thing. Like, somebody could have accidentally posted, right? But there is, like, they selected a background and everything. I don't know. The comments are what makes this good. So, I'll just read down through the comments. Insightful. Poignant. <laughs> this sounds there like fifty-five likes in this. <laughs> this sounds like a voice to text while she was either getting bucked off, chasing her horse through the field to save him from a horse fly, sprayed herself with the hose while cold hosing in the winter, uh, or backing in her trailer. <laughs> uh, another comment: husband safe. <laughs> Definitely interested. PM me with W more D Talaz as soon as possible. Oh my god. A A A A S S A A A A A P P P P P P. That's awesome. For sale, not on sale. She knows what she has. <laughs> Did the little kid grandkids get to your phone again? That's probably what happened, actually. Yeah. Uh, things you say while untangling the hose. Oh, that is true. That is true. This one sounds husband-proof. <laughs> this wild stallion is kid-safe. So there, the comments really are what made that ad. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Lorraine sent this one in, and we always thank Lorraine. She every week she we can count on her. Good morning. Good morning. It's Lorraine Barden, and I'm going to read a really bad ad, 
And okay. this is a Craigslist ad for a one-horse trailer for $500. And there's a picture of a trailer, um, if you could call it a trailer. It is. It says one horse, but it looks like the size of a Great Dane, like a Great Dane can fit <laughs> in this trailer. I can't see how a horse can fit in this trailer. It is so tiny. And it it doesn't have a back door. It just has a piece of wood, like a slat, like a gate slat and then for a ramp it looks like they used part of a gate it's just like on the floor like this door gate as a ramp um and it looks it looks completely trashed and the here's the ad it says this will still go down the road like a champ but it needs some stabilization and the front feed area of the floor redone i am moving and need it gone I also have an SUV for sale that runs and drives, but is not in good condition. I would trade both for a solid old truck with good suspension with good working 4x4 that will get me through the winter on a mountain having to tow a food trailer business back and forth four days a week. <laughs> but you would. Does not need to be pretty, just reliable and capable of towing through snow on steep grades. So this person wants to trade their piece of junk <laughs> For something that's roadworthy. Where have we heard that before? Well, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye. Every week Bye. on this show Every for the last week. 14 years. <laughs> Wonder where we've heard that before. Thank you, Lorene. Well read. <laughs> Amanda sent this one in. Selling is a, it looks like a, I don't know what kind of this is. Selling my Mustang mare is the title. Zuna is a squiggly line 14H BLM Mustang mare from Gray Horse East HMA. She is as sturdy as they come and will do anything for her person. I have roped off her, trail rode her, and camped with her. She runs poles and is barefoot with no maintenance, stays fat on grass, quirky like a mare, but she lacks commitment in that area. <laughs> but... She is a pain to catch in the field. I mean, a pain. Sometimes she walks right up to you. Sometimes she spends 45 minutes trotting casually around you while wearing a smug expression. I have a full-time job and I do not have time to chase her around after work anymore. I'm done. It is true. There are some that are truly terrified, right? And you know they're terrified, and that's why they, they won't let you catch them. And then there's this one, who you we've all owned this one, that just is playing with you and knows that she can play with you for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's a video of two British ladies, and, and, and they're trying to catch they finally catch their horse and they're like, oh, pretty good. Only three hours today. So <laughs> when they finally caught them. Love it. Amy sent this one in, and there's a note. Not so much of a bad ad, more of an ad of something we all want. Do you have a unicorn you're selling? That's what we are looking for. Your unicorn must have all of these. Be sound. Have gates so smooth you can pour champagne and not spill a drop. Love trail solar, solo or in a company. Be forward, not fast. There's a difference. Yet calm, steady, and balanced. Unicorns have manners and nice mouths. Safe enough to be handled by beginner children on the ground. Loves the simple life of carrying beginners around and still willing to step up for a more advanced rider. 
I'm not even sure this is a unicorn. Look at all the work. Look at all the world as a TV show to be watched and not get caught up in the drama of the deer in the woods, the plastic bag that blew, or the unpopular seasonal show of fly your horse like a kite as snow falls off the roof. Your unicorn, think the best day ever is a trailer ride. Put the tack on or a beginner on and went into the ring and trail road all and had a wonderful time. Your unicorn should be between 14.3 and 15.3 hands as short people will need short unicorns. Unicorns are eternal. In, in real life, we are looking for over five but under 13 years old. Budget to match. Well, that's the first time that's ever said that. Uh, well, we, does that mean they have nine million dollars to spend on? This I hope horse? so. That's I, what if I had this horse, spend. I wouldn't let it go for nothing. <laughs> but I do have this horse, and he's thirty-one now. I, I wouldn't let him go for nothing. We will want for nothing and receive five-star loving care for life. We'll be in a program, multiple vets on site. They board there too, willing to travel four hours from New York City. More if you have multiple unicorns to try. Include price, location, and videos in response, please. The unicorn in the picture gained her wings and we are searching for her replacement. Oh, This is what everybody wants. And yeah. you're going to find it for about a hundred grand. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like I have had, gosh, I mean, the last time I took Duke to a horse show, which was like 10 years ago, I mean, I, like everybody tried to buy him. Like, everybody wanted to buy him. Like we want that horse. <laughs> I want that horse. I took him to a hunter show and a dressage show in Arizona. And, and every time I was like, this actually happens. People try to buy horses that are like showing. It never had happened to me before. Cause usually I'm on the crazy one. And I was like, sh- and I was like, no, I, why would I sell this horse? Like, this is the greatest horse of all time. And so if you have that unicorn, you're not selling it. So what does that mean? You have to make your unicorn. I gotta make t- it. I got to tell you, Duke is so much of a unicorn that I wrote him. Did that tell you all <laughs> tell you something? Exactly. Probably and last word I, horse I ever rode, actually, Jamie. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it was. And Chili was a unicorn, too, is my other lesson horse. But we kind of made Chili into a unicorn. And also, he couldn't hold, hold people over, like, 85 pounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do that. But, yeah, you got to get a good – you don't sell those. You don't sell those. Now, what am I supposed to do with this next uh, one well, Debbie you know, good You know, Lord Debbie enough. sent this one in. But you know how everybody around here, all the farms tend to have yard art in the front near the gate. They'll have, uh, you know, they'll have, a, usually it's a pretty carriage with flowers in it and everything. I told Jennifer, this is the one we should put out by our new gate. No, but see, like this picture would, so a lot of times people will have memorabilia from their favorite show as, you know, like yard art. They'll have a statue of John Wayne or they'll have something. Who is a giant fan of the Flintstones? <laughs> I guess there's got to be one out there. Look at there this thing. There must be one giant fan of the Flintstones. And why I say that is because they are selling the Flintstones car, which car is not really a car. It's like, okay, so here's the ad. Car for sale. 25,000 BC Roadster. Rust free. Air blows cold. Foot brakes. Well under 10 million miles. Wood body panels. Original seats. This is a solid car. This is like somebody built the Flintstones. <laughs> you know exactly. when they made Flintstones? Make the Flintstones. <laughs> it has the round concrete wheels. 
And and then Fred Flintstone starts pushing his feet on the ground to get it going, and it has a little roller thing, stones in the front and back. Yeah, that's this. The only thing that disturbs me a lot about this is it looks like they stole cemetery stones to make the seats. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that disturbs yeah, me a little. <laughs> it's like, those are headstones. I don't know does. where we can post this because we can't post it, and the horses oh, no, in the we'll morning cage people will post it there. Think we've stolen headstones from <laughs> graves, and we're selling. Or we're like giant Flintstone fans. Like, I mean, who in who in the world is like? You know what I love more than anything? The Flintstones. <laughs> I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make a replica of Fred Flintstone's car. Who does that? Although probably those two, the the Fred and or uh, Wilma, the Fred and Wilma costume has probably been worn at more Halloweens than almost any other costume in the world. Well, there you go. This is the perfect. <laughs> oh, they can show up in this. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Now we got your costume for Halloween. It's like I look at stuff like this and I'm like, what a waste of time. <laughs> but you know what? If you're a giant Fred Flintstone fan, they, did it say the how much the you. old car was? It doesn't say how much it is. Mm, it does not interesting. say. Five million rocks. You can have twenty five thousand. <laughs> Just one Dino you know the dinosaur, and it's yours. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you back here on Ooh, Monday. I'm bleeding in two places. I oh, found another you? cut. Yeah. Have you been I'm bleeding looking... all over your keyboard? Yeah, no, just my pants. All right. (laughs) That's all right, then. It's fine. Hang on, auditors. I have a recording for you that I did at Ada that you're going to want to take a listen to. Spay, neuter, geld. Oh, yeah. Murphy got neutered. Woohoo! Oh, is he tutored now? He had brain surgery yesterday. Hasn't looked back. You got to practice what you preach, Glenn.